This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. This week, I'm joined by Jeremy Suard, the CEO of Exotico. Jeremy, welcome to the show. I am excited about having you on now. Uh, uh, when we were talking pre-show, I got to go a little bit backwards on your uh, your career, and that was fascinating to me. So, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Let's let's get into some of that uh, uh, for our for our guests. Thank you very much, Anthony. I'm really excited to be on the show. Um, so, do you want me to talk a little bit about my background, and my history? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's I mean, it's, it's really fun. Okay, so I was actually born in France. I'm in Israel right now. I moved to Israel at age 15. And then I engaged in a special program of the Israeli, which is the Israeli Army, which is to study before you enroll in the Army. So I studied physics at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem, which is one of the best universities in Israel. And then I spent eight years in the Army intelligence. So I just finished my service about a year ago. I'm a former major from the Army intelligence. And I really spent eight years of my time doing AI, signal processing, solving very hard problems in one of the best technological units of Israel. And our units are very renowned for having lots of startups that come out of them. So maybe some of you are familiar, maybe not. They're called Unit 8200 and 8-1. And actually, a big portion of Israel's successful startups come from these units. And the main reason is because we we are pushed to solve very hard problems all the time uh, with very short timelines and we're always on the edge, and it's kind of uh, of kindergarten before the startup school. <laughs> kind of a intelligence boot camp, you know. They're uh, you, you guys are bred yeah. into this, and, and and you're right. What comes out of that group is it's amazing. Uh, you know, across the industry, the technology industry, uh, they are some of the leading uh, tech companies that are that that, that spawn from that group, and uh, pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, amazing group of people. We met so many good people, so many great people. And a lot of them are in our company right now. Most of our employees come from these two units. Really? So, so, so that's a pretty good place to, uh, to, to pick from, you know, getting, uh, you guys all have a very similar mindset. It's always a great way to start a company where people worked somewhere and have a, a good, an easy way of working together. So it's, how did you guys come up with the idea, you know, for, uh, for, for really creating the technology? By the way, let's just back so, up and tell the audience a little bit about your technology and the company itself. So, so basically, me, myself and my two co-founders and the employees we were able to bring, we combined three different disciplines that are very hard to combine. Uh, and they are AI, software, and signal processing. And when you have these capabilities together, then you need a very hard signal processing problem to solve. So when we finished our service and we sat in the garage for four months ideating and thinking of, what problem are we going to solve? Then we figured out that the best problems to solve are problems where there's no camera and you still need to see something. And we actually went into two different uh, ideations and, and, and kind of, uh, of research, two different ideas, one in the medical field 
which is how can we see better inside of the human body? And the second one is the underground. What's common about these two is that you don't have a camera available. No, nothing can see underground or through a body. And you need really good signal processing in order to build a correct image. And in the end, we chose the underground because we really love the construction world and we saw it as the entry point for a product. And it's way more exciting to be on the field all the time and solve a real problem and be in the dirt. And our software engineers are excited. Um, but that's what that's what kind of the pushing point. We're like, what problem can we solve with this with sorry, I'm sorry, with this specific ability that we bring to the table? And we think that the underground is the perfect world for that. We bring operational excellence and all the different disciplines that we need. Um, and it was just a perfect problem for our capabilities. You know, it, it's amazing. Some of the world's biggest problems get solved in a garage, right? I mean, they start in these, uh, you know, humble beginnings uh, where you don't have all the entrapments of corporate life. And it just gives you the ability to start to think about something, right? To really create an idea that, you know, they spawn out of simplicity and looking at it. I mean, having two different places to look at it and go, all right, uh, these are the ways I, 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 we're thinking about it. But, and here's what inspires me, look, being outside, getting out of the medical, uh, getting out of the medical field, doing something in construction right now is really, uh, you know, getting the benefit of that kind of thinking that geniuses from all, all kinds of uh, the industry all over the world are now realizing it's a lagging uh, field that, uh, you know, this is the opportunity to take, apply all these great new technologies, all, all these technologies to a field that, you know, where this didn't exist. And now to start looking at it and going, all right, look, we're going to be able to see into the ground a lot clearer than ever before. That, you know, you know most of the problems we have are because of unforeseen conditions and more projects that we work on than ever, you know, start off, uh, you know, their schedules are blown because we start in the ground uh, with, with, you know, uh, and, and we try to mitigate that a lot. We spend a lot of money trying to mitigate it. And sometimes, you know, owners don't do it because the cost becomes too uh, overwhelming, so they, they shortchange that, and then the entire project kind of goes uh, askew, and uh, uh, you know, for a good word, it, it, you know, it becomes a, uh, it becomes a, you know, a mess, and you haven't even started it. So, uh, so, so you guys now start, you start to come together, and you want to see through the ground. Now, you know, is this drilling and coming up with core samples? What, how are you going to be able to see into the ground, and and what's the technology you start to bring together to make that happen? Yeah, so our product, we call it non-intrusive discovery, which means we build the best possible image of the underground and map of the underground without having actually to touch it, only from above in a completely non-intrusive way. And the way we do it is, we like the analogy from the medical world, but everybody's doing either a CT, an MRI, or an ultrasound to see inside of a human body. No one is doing all three of them at once and building one image of the, of the, of the body from the signals because it's a, it's a really hard problem. And we do the exact same thing, but for the underground. So there's seven physics that can see underground. We collect the data from all the different signals and we create a single map of the underground that we can output to anyone who needs to see what's, what's going on, utilities, ground layers. Uh, and it's been po made possible only because of really good advances made in AI that enables you to create actually a single image from all the different signals. So give me an idea. So how far can you penetrate into the ground uh, and how far, you know, how far can we go with this? So in the underground, it's more a question of proportions. So you could find oil and gas, oil and gas reservoirs up to miles underground because they're big objects. 
Um, but and so that's the that's the depth for for oil and gas. But utilities, because they're smaller objects, then you can discover them up to 20, 30 feet without a problem. Okay, so now this is uh, being able. You know, we've we've had ground uh, penetrating radar for a long time, right? Where you kind of dry, take a uh, a lawnmower looking device and you go back and forth over a field, and you you see that that image is oftentimes very scattered, tough to read. Uh, there's lots of intrusive devices that uh, make it difficult to see. You know, clay, shale, all, all kinds of things that make that that visual hard to see. What's different about the technology you guys are bringing to it? So the GPR would be one of our seven sensors. And the good thing about the underground is that if one sensor is affected by the ground, the other ones are usually uh, okay with this new terrain, and uh, and they usually make up for one another. So when you measure all of them all the time, you're way less sensitive to terrain condition and different types of soils and grounds. And that's our secret, to come strong, measure everything, and be able to create a, a good image whatever the terrains and the conditions. I mean, I mean that, that's the, so, so now you've got seven different scanning devices that are all combined into one piece of equipment that now goes back through it and, and does uh, the MRI, the, the, uh, the, the, the ground penetrating radar, all, all of these different te- technologies at one time. And the AI takes it and puts the picture together. So how detailed can you get into this? I mean, can you see uh, diameters of pipe? Uh, can you see how, how, how uh, specific can you get? So it's an evolving process. We believe that, can, that we can reach a full, what we call a full 4D model, which means actually seeing the geometry of the different utilities and ground layers. Um, right now, we're only able to get some physical properties, which are still a lot more than you can get today, but yeah. it's starting. Yeah, yeah. As, we, as we evolve and measure more data, we, see, we, as a human, you can see a difference between a small pipe and a big pipe in the signals. So RAI will be able to figure that out as we evolve with the data. Well, and I think that that's what's really fun is that you guys have taken this step, which I, I you know, look, I applaud you. I mean, taking the step and seeing the opportunity to combine different technologies, that's the that's that's what's available right now. Like there are literally uh, people that are r- racing to the finish line to 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 start line people are racing from their garages to a start line and like you guys are and you're racing to take the technology and start to really start to continue to develop it right uh, uh, everything that uh, gets started gets started with one step at a time and and that's that that's really it you're, right you have this idea and then we go from an idea to really creating you know the first you know the first evolution of it and and then the second evolution of it, the third evolution of it, and that's the exciting stuff to do. So so you guys bring a group together, right? So you guys all, all were in a very similar uh, field or, or uh, a group in uh, in the, in the military. Now you come together in a garage and you come up with this idea, and you start to go out and start to master and develop it. Tell me about the ups and downs of that, right? I mean, this is something that I, I what people don't get is all of the things that it takes to build a company. Right, that stepping through the fear, getting up every day, uh, on, you know the good days and the bad days, and keep developing all this. I mean, look, I, I, to me, that's as important uh, a process as what you guys are creating here. This this technology will change the, the construction world. Being able to now something else, you guys do this in a drone. It's not just on a you can, you're you're doing this device. Right, we forgot to mention that helper. You can fly over yeah. a piece of territory and get much larger uh, components of it very quickly, right? I mean, that is 
revolutionary. That, that is something that no one's thought of to date. You know, you're pushing a lot more back and forth over very small, very small ranges uh, to, to get that. And if you miss one, you know, one, you know, uh, linear foot of, of a terrain, the, you know, the model's off. Being able to fly over it with a drone, that is going to change the industry, right? And the, the amount of speed by which you can do that. Now, uh, I, I know I skipped over a, a kind of that question there, and we'll go back to it here. But as you fly over the terrain, tell me all the things that you're able to capture. So actually, it's uh, it's unintuitive, but if you fly a drone or move a, what we call a cart on the ground, it doesn't really matter for the AI software. What the AI requires is that the sensors be moved in a certain pattern with the GPS location. And what moves the sensor, we call a platform. And it's pretty wide. Right now, we work either with drones or cart, because sometimes you can't fly a drone, so so you can't. But whenever you can fly a drone, we would use a drone. It covers very big terrains very fast. But it, it can also be on satellites sometimes some, for some of the sensors, or, or, or in, on submarines, or on a drone on Mars in the future. So the platform side of the company is actually, not, it doesn't really influence the AI models. So that's why we're able to, to use lots of different platforms. And our preferred one is the drone because, like you say, it's really cool and it cover it can cover super vast distances. Um, but as soon as you as as soon as you do the, the the path that the AI is require that the AI requires, then you're okay for the software. And what you see on the ground is a question of software. So our first software can see underground utilities. That's what's available for demos in the U.S. starting from next week. We have a team that's uh, ready to roll in California. Um, and later on this year, with the same pod that flies over the ground, we'll be able to add some natural ground layers. And the only difference between the two is the AI software we train. One of them we train to discover straight lines and get all the properties out of them, conductive, metallic, plastic, and the other software we train to see natural ground layers. You know, that, that's amazing, right? So the, uh, uh, as it gets trained, right, as the AI starts to get trained and starts to look at uh, you know, uh, look pipes and electric lines and, and see all the ut underground utilities, which is, look, that's a, that's a great one. But being able to start to look at ground layers and start to look at, you know, uh, compaction and density and all, all those other uh, other components of, of ground, I think that that's, you know, I mean, obviously that's, that's going to be something that really, you know, speeds up the, the amount of information you get about a site, right? I mean, as, as we look at, at, at the site, to be able to get, a 360, you know, 360 uh, degree view of the earth, you know, from above, being able to look down into the earth and, and multiple layers of it, uh, that, that technology, you know, as you continue to develop this, makes it so much smarter to start, right? Because right now we get a couple of core samples from a, a few areas mm -hmm. and I don't know how, I, I honestly, I don't know how, but it seems like the core samples always miss the things that, that that weren't supposed to that miss. are interesting yeah yeah that's it's like looking that, through a straw you're yeah. looking at the underground yeah. through a straw yeah that's exactly so right. we want to we want to we want to complete the image between the core drillings that, that's, so we have a complete map of the underground yeah and that's that's really here and, and that straw view makes it difficult at best and, and you know it, at the time it was revolutionary to, to be able to you know see that right and at least we at least we had that for a minute and you try to get a couple of key areas maybe we had footings or foundations or a couple of deep uh, parts of the project uh, but you know ultimately 
there was you know, something right in the middle of it that, that was missed. And now you find, you know, a, a burial ground or, a, a, you know, a buried car or, you know, uh, some bad earth that we didn't expect. And now uh, we've got, uh, we, we blow a budget because of the, you know, continued, uh, you know, b budget leakage or, you know, just not, not knowing in advance makes it a lot harder. You know, when, when I'm bidding a project out, you know, things, you know, during the bid process, things cost me 75 cents in the dollar, right? Because people are bidding to get it. But when I get on a change order, and the time delays at a cost, it's two bucks on the dollar, right? For every every change order costs me, uh, you know, two or three times what it would cost me in the bid. If, if I would have known this and be prepared for it, stopping a project in a change order and then, you know, reassessing because we found bad dirt or found bad earth or found an object that we didn't expect on the ground, that delay just starts the whole rest of the sequencing of problems. You know, uh, the commitment to the rest of the subs, the, the expectation on subs. When I tell a group of people, hey, we're going to start footings and foundations uh, on Monday, you know, uh, three weeks from now on this day, and, you know, day one, we're already missing that. Uh, that, you know, it starts to really create a, a communication to the rest of the, uh, the group that, hey, this schedule we put together isn't worth the paper that it's written on. And a lot of that comes from we didn't have great information going into it, right? And that, that's like the, the whole business is, you know, bad information in starts bad information out. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's interesting. So t talk to me a little bit about how they you, you start to identify these these products you know are, how are you guys looking at it are, are you developing one of the seven uh, uh technologies at a time and then bring them together or talk to me a little bit about that okay so we leverage current technologies so the, the sensors from all the physics are very good a lot of them come from the mining industry some of them come from the utility industry and some of them from the oil and gas industry but we don't build sensors what we do is we buy the best sensors from the best vendors in the world, from every different one of these industries. So it could be also the automotive industry for different radars. We, we, we go to all the spectrum of industries that have built state-of-the-art hardware. We buy all the sensors. And what we build is the data acquisition system that pairs them together with high-accuracy GPS and then enables people to scan on their terrain with it. And that's not even our real core IP. That's an enabler that we need to do so that everyone can scan on their own terrain. Our real core IP is actually the, the AI that builds a picture out of all those signals. Are, are you using GPS for this or are you using uh, total stations? What are you doing to get the, the datum line that uh, brings them all together? What, what's, what's the, what's the, the, uh, the way that AI, you know, I mean, obviously to get all these layers combined to be able to get them all to be synchronized, that, that's a trick in itself. So, so what's the, what's, yes. what, talk to me a little bit about how the AI does, identifies that. So that's even before the AI, we solved that at the data acquisition part. We pair the sensors with high accuracy uh, uh, GPS and lots of different sensors that will enable the, the GPS to be GNSS, like accurate to an inch, even in urban environments. It's actually a very complicated problem to solve. Yeah. So yeah. we solved that on the platform. Uh, and what's even more complicated is, let's say you solve the GPS issue, is how do you combine it uh, with the signals so that you know every bits and bytes of the signals where they were located. And that is super important because the AI needs those signals stacked. So you were saying earlier that we have all the sensors in a pod. That's the product we're building. But because we don't want to waste time, now you would have one or two of these sensors at once and do multiple passes, each one of them paired with a GPS, and then the, the computer software receives all those signals stack on one another, and it doesn't even know it was one. It wasn't one scan. So that's how we operate, and it's it's specifically hard in urban environments 
and then we would use a lot of different sensors like IMUs combined with the t total station to get a precise uh, location of, of the signals. When you are on a drone, life is easy. Like the drone companies already solved that for you. The applications for this are endless, right? I mean, I you you I mean, we can go from, uh, you know, all kinds of life safety stuff, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, search and rescue. You can you can get, uh, uh, and this can not just apply to construction, but this this technology you're creating is the spark that you can't even identify all the things that it'll be able to do uh, once you be, you're able to combine this, right? As, as you start to look at and and you solve each one of these solutions, which is, I think, genius, is that, uh, you know, keeping them separate and, and mastering them even though they're separate, that, you know, the AI is the most important part of it. The, the It feels like while that's solving the one problem, the technology that's used to scan, the scanning technology, will continue to develop at the same time. So there's kind of two separate growth uh, platforms that exactly. keeps, keeps getting better and better and better and better. So that's that's a, a interesting way to look at it, right? So, uh, huh? Uh, the uh, so have you guys seen any new uh, uh, spots you did not expect? Uh, to to apply this to as you were you're doing it? Anything pop out that you did not expect to be able to use this for? Yeah, our goal now is to do uh, rare metal exploration on Mars with SpaceX and Elon Musk. <laughs> listen, I mean, that, that's... that's <laughs> We're going to be there. <laughs> uh, listen, I mean, you're, you're going to be the ones to find... I mean, everybody's looking for that life out there. And I think that's the that, that's really... The, once you get this AI down and you just jump a ride, you know, one of those SpaceX rockets, uh, you've got, uh, uh, you know, it, it might be time to give Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk a call. Uh, let's... Hey, by the way, when you, when you call him, can I... Can I tape it i just want to hear this conversation because it, it's gonna be i awesome. would love to call him <laughs> <laughs> he has so many companies that are relevant for us do you know the boring company yeah they dig up new tunnels yeah. then we want we want to scan their path before they, they dig a tunnel so that they know what they're going to encounter encounter on the way and we want to do discovery on mars with spacex so that's kind of the vision of the company we are going to build a platform that's the best underground imaging and mapping platform in the world for any use case and that's the vision of our company. That's why our, being, our dream is really big. We start with the construction world, which is the most interesting, has real life problems that we need to solve right now. And it's actually a world where we have a lot of scale. Right now we start with big construction projects, but our vision there is that anyone who buys a new home, he could order on Amazon or Exopod and scan the area and see if the soil is contaminated or where is the water level? Or are there any utilities in my terrain before you even buy the terrain? So we, 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 like you said, exactly, we have a vision of scale, which is on the operation and hardware and a vision of giving the best image possible ever for any industry that has any interest in looking underground. Yeah, and I want to add something else that you said that it saves time and money, but it also saves carbon footprints because you when your project takes longer and you dig some more, that's the carbon footprint of a project. If you save 10% of a project of a project's cost, it also means you reduce by 10% the carbon footprint of the project. And this is a very interesting angle for Exotigo. And we aim at reducing carbon footprint for the construction world. And we think that we will have a really big impact on that. Well, because I'm with great design, you save a lot. For, for sure, there's no doubt about it that better data in you know, saves so much. I mean, it saves everything about the project. The... 
the thing that I sitting in this chair interviewing all the people I get to interview, the number one the number one thing that we can we would just just start with if we just had better information about the projects that we do. You know, I, I had some great folks on the other day uh, from uh, uh, a, a company that uh, builds hamburgers that uh, uh, they're working on a zero footprint carbon footprint, and they're, you know, they said to me, "Look, I, I don't have to create anything new." Literally, we, we just went and thought, all we did is we went to the marketplace and took what was existing and and, and just reapplied it in a different format than people were using it. A very similar to what you're doing now, taking you know, taking that and then now you're just taking existing technologies out there and now creating the AI that combines those those together. That's that's a phenomenal way of looking at it. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what's going to change uh, what happens in our projects, but, you know, uh, speed the market, uh, uh, safety, you know, all, all that stuff that really uh, makes people go home safer, makes the model easier, less expensive, uh, you know, all the things that we that we're looking for. That's been a mess. All, all these all these little holes of cost and delays that uh, mess up our, our construction world. As, as you guys continue to develop this product and go across the world, I, I, I'd love to show it off. Every, every time you guys do a, do a, a new, uh, 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 you know, uh, rollout someplace, I'd like to be there. I'd like to make sure that we're there and we're, we're showing your product off. It's, it's great work you're doing. I'm, I'm inspired. I'm inspired by that. What, what are you doing demonstrations somewhere? Uh, anyway, when you have one coming up soon? Yeah, in a week, actually, in California. We're doing a big demo on March 14, uh, another one a week later. So I'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure and I get some invites on that. And, and uh, we're engaging. We're engaging with the construction and utility community. And uh, there's a very big community in the U.S. Uh, that does damage prevention. And our product is going to really help the community. And we're building it with them since day one. So we're we're showing them what it can do. Brain uh, brainstorming with them how it could be used, and what are the implications, and uh, so we engage early on that community. To all those, all those would be uh, you know garage entrepreneurs that are sitting out there right now that are listening to you and what you're doing, and I and my applauding you. Look, I this is what this this is what's going to change the world is, is stepping out there and bringing these great ideas to the marketplace and exotico your team i applaud all of you uh, are you are you guys uh looking to bring some people on if, if people are interested in coming to work for you or joining your team uh what can what can where can they find you and how can they jump on board this this new venture yes we're actually uh, gonna grow our u.s team uh, within the next year so we're searching for yeah, people from the industry that's know the industry and want to improve it and in order to be an exotic you need to be like a, a fighter you need to you need to want to to succeed we want hunger we want people who are uh who want to succeed at any cost and want to change the world. That's the kind of people we're searching for. Well, that's our audience. I, I can tell you that uh, the feedback I get from our audience is they are just relentless at, uh, you know, trying on new stuff. They're pushing me. They push me all the time to do bigger and better things and, and continue to grow this and have a brighter and brighter guests uh, on that, uh, you know, can inspire them. And, you know, it, it's great having you on. Jeremy, I, I, uh, if they, if you want to get a hold of you directly, where can they get a hold of you? 
You can reach me at jeremy at exotico.ai. That's the easiest way. And do you want me to answer the question about the roller coaster? Because we have a really good story on how oh, the company yeah, was born. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Tell me about the roller coaster. Yes. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to go back. Yes. We skipped that. Yeah. Can tell, yes. So uh, the three of us, when we finally got to the idea in April, it was in April 2021. Then we're like, okay, we have this awesome idea. And we started thinking, who do we need to hire for that? And we counted 15 people that we need on day one, all of them from the army. And when we went to, we started talking to investors, we understood, people told us, okay, raising money is a long process and they need to know you. So we decided we don't have time to that. And we actually took the risk to hire those people before we had any money in the bank. <laughs> and we told them on June 1st, <laughs> we will have an office. We will have funding. <laughs> Let's meet there. And people actually quit their job to come and join us. And then we started talking to investors. We had a lot of luck. We met amazing investors who believed in us and in our dream. Uh, amazing angels who, angel investors who were with us the whole process uh, in the ideation. And we had the money in the bank before the employees arrived. And since then, we've been like, like a roller coaster, hiring ahead planning on how we we can succeed on this very complicated mission and it gets very hard it's 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 a very hard world the construction world because it's just been made available to startups in the last 2 3 years before that venture capital money was very hard to get for those for those markets and so that's the good thing about it the bad thing about it is that everything is hard which is a good challenge for us so in that business you need to excel at everything well, on the I, business side, be close to your clients. On the operations side, on the technology side, and every day you have a new problem. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like like every business, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of here. Excuse the word language. It takes a little bit of being nuts and just going for it, right? It, it takes a little bit of saying, "Hey, are you are you are you into this?" And, and I, I I mean that you know, being an entrepreneur myself, going through and doing something that others aren't doing, it takes, it, I call it being bold, right? It, it doesn't feel like you're being bold. If sometimes it feels like I'm being nuts, right? And having an idea that you, that no one else wants to, had a, or I have no idea to do it. You know, um, Jordan Peters says, 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 you gotta be willing to, you know, kind of, to kind of, you know, look silly at it, right? You, you, you gotta be, uh, uh, you gotta be willing to, uh, uh, to not know what you're doing, to, to kind of be an idiot for a minute and just, but be bold but to, to stand out there and go, all right, I don't have all the answers, but I can see a problem and we're going to solve it. I'm going to bring great minds together. You know, that's key right there. Finding those great. That's the secret. That's the secret, right? They're bringing them together. And look, <laughs> having that group of people that you guys came from, and that's, that's, that's a pretty good start. You know, I, I, I can, I can look back over my career and, and see when I hired great people, you know, there was, there was kind of like a, a mixture. The, the first people I hired were friends and because I thought I had to, right. And they were friends and I would take them and I would duct tape them together to a stick and hold them up. <laughs> and they were, you know, they, they didn't know anything, but they were, they were, they, were, they didn't have jobs. And then, uh, you know, it was kind of like, that was my first level of, of starting. And, you know, I, but, but at the time I was still, I was still putting the ideas together, the stuff that I wanted to do. The first time I started a project management company, you know, I would call people and they're like, whoa, what are you talking about? And uh, that company, you know, just in talking to potential customers, we were creating the idea, 
right? Because I, I, we didn't have it all figured out. I, I would call people, when we started CDO Group as a construction management company, you know, uh, you know, 25 years ago, people didn't outsource, they did it in-house. It was not something they didn't. I would call people and they're like, well, we, we've got employees. I'm like, no, 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 we just want to do your overflow work. You know, look, you go through these peak periods, why hire people, you know, hire for the low, not the peak, and we'll, we'll, we'll over, do your overflow stuff. And then all of a sudden it became, well, why are you, why do you have a construction team to begin with? You sell hamburgers or, or you sell clothes. Well, <laughs> why do you have a, well, here, you, you really belong focusing on your core business. Well, we don't have people with trust that can handle our construction for us. Well, we're going to give you a team of people that can do that and it'll be a flat fee. And now it's, it's something you can put on your, on your, on your, and we solved the problem and we actually created the company every time we talked about it. And I think that's, you know, I can hear that in your voice. Every time you guys talk about it, every time you bring it up, every time you go through this, you're actually inventing and creating it. And it just, once you start, once I started hiring smarter and smarter people, that acceleration happened so much faster and uh, bringing great people to you're the right. table is, it, that, that's the key. You know, great entrepreneurs, if there's one thing I would, I would honor every great entrepreneur out there is saying, look, as fast as you can find smart people and help have, have them talk them in to come and help you develop, right? You know, get them involved and create them with you. The faster, the, the more, the smarter the people you can find, the faster you can bring them together. And, you know, it's hard because sometimes you're like, I don't want to give away too much. I don't want to be, right? There's a lot of stuff that goes into that thought, but, uh, you know, smart people working Super together. Super important. There's another thing that's very important. That's what we're doing this year is coming with a lot of humility to the industry. And that's why this year we're doing demos. We want different types of clients. Could be anyone, a utility locator, an engineering firm, an EPC, a utility company, an owner of a project that has a big project going on and wants us to come to his terrain and demonstrate the capabilities of the product, we want to do that this year because that way we can show the client what it can do and more importantly, we can learn what it should do because we're very much at the learning phase for the fine tuning of the product and we want it to be a perfect fix for the market and that's what I teach my superstars guys is come and listen to the clients and make sure you build something that they really need and will make their life better. Well, I've got a couple of projects in mind. I mean, maybe we'll have you come do a demo on one of our projects. We've got uh, a couple of projects that are getting ready to start in May that uh, may be a perfect spot to, to look at that. So uh, as, as you continue to do this, I mean, that's, that's the step, right? That's the place to go is, 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 is talk to the customers, right? Be brave and be bold and be humble. Be humble enough to, to hear them and like, all right, what is it exactly that you need? Where is this They've feeling? been building for a hundred years. They That's don't right. need you to build. So That's don't right. come and tell them, I'm going to change your world. And <laughs> That's right. Right, right, right. And what, yeah. what is it? Where, where are the breakdowns and in, in stuff you're getting? How long is it taking to get the information? Why is this information, you know, uh, uh, why is this information working? Why is it not working? And uh, I think that's fun. Yeah, very exciting for us. Well, keep, keep going. Keep being a little crazy and a little bit excited, you know, uh, just a, just just an ounce of uh, of, of of craziness and a, and an, and and a couple of ounces of excitement and just a little bit of of n not giving up and uh, you know trudging the road to happy destiny is uh, is your future and it's uh, it's it's uh, many many blessings I send you and I look forward to having you guys on again. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montegi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry. Finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.